and Artu, what are you doing here? Well, I can see you're serving drinks, but this place is dangerous. They're going to execute Master Luke, and if we're not careful, us too. <laughs> I wish I had your confidence. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys Podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys. You're listening to episode number 77. My name is Jason, from Vintage to Modern, Bendham's the Black Series, he collects them all, our good friend Ryan, hello Ryan. Hey Jason, good to be here again. Good to have you Ryan, and also Mr. Bizey on YouTube. Ah yes, I've actually gotten back to that, so uh, yeah, you've yeah. been uh, Putting, Got a few uh, videos out this last week. Got yeah. a couple more uh, getting ready to go, too. So. All right. Also joining us tonight from This Week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. Hello, Matt. Hey, everybody. How are we all doing? <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> that great. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> trying to bring some enthusiasm. <laughs> The Emperor's Royal Guard Collector Extraordinaire, Chris Moorhead. Hello, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Excited to get this uh, episode sailing off into the sunset. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and returning to the show, it's been a few shows, but uh, good to have you back, Amy Schoberg. Hi, good to be back. And also joining us tonight, we got a... First time guest, Earl Burquist. He's from our local Sarlacc collecting group. Hello, Earl. Hi, y'all. Yay, it's Earl. <laughs> oh, he gets a response. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I should have talked yet because I was getting introduced. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We can't hear until we've been introduced. Jason must speak our names and then we appear. You must, yes. Indeed. Yes. You haven't listened to much of this show in the past, have you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do we start every show? What have you picked up recently? I'm going to start with you, Ryan. What have you picked oh, up recently? Hey. Uh, well, okay, so I finished off uh, a few things recently. Um, the uh, Resistance figures, I finished those off, and I got my case of the latest wave of vintage figures uh, and picked all the rest of those up. So it's kind of nice because I feel very caught up with my Star Wars stuff right now. So it feels good. All right. And Matt, what about you? Well, sort of like Ryan, I finished up the Black Series. I needed uh, Mace Windu and Dryden Voss, and I finally found them. And uh, I got online the uh, the newest vintage figures, the, the ones that go with the uh, barge. Um and and that's about it. But I think that means that I'm caught up, at least unless something showed up this weekend that I'm unaware of. All right. Uh, Chris, on to you. Uh, so I saw a picture on Facebook a few weeks ago of this guy who was displaying his vintage collection, um, modern ones figures in a case. And he had a different kind of case than most of the, like the star, typical star cases. Looked it up. It's a website called RetroProtection.com. And they basically make it's it's like really thick uh, plastic, similar to what you would see on the window boxes, but not so easily white marked. And uh, they're just a, a 
the size of the card that you can just slide it right into. It doesn't have that extra top piece and it doesn't have a lot of edge pieces. Um, I'm currently going through and switching out all my, my carded vintage collections that were in star cases, putting them into these really like them a lot, um, a lot more space efficient and they're just super crystal clear. And beyond that, I also picked up uh, my third variant of the power of the force Two Royal guard. This would be, um, so I already had the hologram version, the, um, slide, uh, the sl slide projector one, um, uh, freeze frame. And this is the color photo art. Um, but it also is a Japanese card back variant. So I've got one last power of the force two to finish out all the Royal guards. So that sounds pretty cool. Amy, what about you? What have you picked up recently? Um, Funko's been doing a whole bunch of Ewoks of late, so I've been picking up the Endor-related Funko Pops, and um, and they did a giant Jumbo Wicket, so I had to pick that one up, too. Um, we had Emerald City Comic Con last weekend, so I picked up some Star Wars art there, including a, a custom figure painted C-3PO to go with my Jabba's Palace display. But uh, not not too much. I've been ordering more swag for celebration than anything else. All right. And Earl, what about you? Have you picked up any Star Wars items recently? I've got uh, the latest things I've picked up, besides getting a large box in the mail we'll talk about later, um, is I, I picked up a couple of uh, Cantina band, I mean bar um, creature masks from Mark Enright of Mortarheads online. And they're beautiful. They're the vintage. Uh, they're after the vintage uh, Hammerhead, um, Blue Snaggletooth, and Walrus Man, and he just did Greedo, which is awesome. So that's what I've been working on. Oh yeah, I saw you posted some photos of those on Facebook, I think, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they do look cool. nice. Yeah. All right. Um, as for me, I finished up the uh, latest wave of Black Series six-inch figures with the. Uh, I finally got the Mace Windu figure from uh, Hasbro Pulse, and true their word, true to their word, it was free shipping because I ordered something when they first that initial period when you could sign up. So I got that. The likeness to Samuel Jackson is excellent. Really happy with that. I also got the uh, the deluxe General Grievous figure from the Black Series from Entertainment Earth. And I'm also very happy with that figure. Um, it's the first General Grievous figure I've ever had that actually I can stand up. He seems very sturdy and solid on my shelf, so I'm pretty happy about that. Even though I don't, even though I'm not, you know, a huge fan of General Grievous, the the figure is really cool. All right, moving along, we're going to talk a little bit about Celebration. Celebration Chicago is coming up April 11th through 15th. That's a Thursday through a Monday. I believe this is probably the longest celebration that they've had yet. I don't think in, they've. This is the first time they've gone five days. I right? Is that right, Amy? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. First first five day show they've done. And this is also the first celebration I won't be attending in a long time. So I'm a little sad about that. But um, but many of you on the call are going, so I thought I'd just uh, pick your brains about what you think about it. Matt, I'm going to start with you. What are you looking forward to most about Celebration Chicago? Uh, most, <laughs> I am looking forward to 
I mean, it will sound trite, but it's true. I'm looking forward to just, you know, seeing a lot of people that I don't get to see except at Star Wars Celebration. You know, the friends that I've made previously, you know, people like you. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the main thing. The, you know, I haven't been to a panel, I think, in several. I think, like, the one in Germany was the last time I went to a to a panel. Um, I'll spend a lot of time in the collecting track. That's always a lot of fun. Uh, and at our DC Club booth. But, you know, basically it's just the to socialize. That's what I'm looking forward to. The autograph guests are fine, but they're not knocking my socks off and they're really pricey. And I, I like that there's a different panel each day for there's now so many different properties. They can have a big panel each day for a show or a movie or whatever. So I'm sure we'll get some neat surprises, but yeah, you know, I'm just looking forward to going. Uh, Amy, what about you? Kind of along with what Matt said, I, I really go now to see people and I really look forward to um, the friendships and, and getting to, to see everyone again and hang out and party and, and uh, talk collecting and trade trade things that I've been holding on to for a year or two that I've uh, been meaning to give to people. Obviously, there's a sway component to that, which we can get into later if you want. Um, it's a little out of hand this year. Uh, but, but yeah, I look forward to that. I look forward to volunteering at the collecting panels. The, really, the collecting area of shows is where I'd want to hang out anyway. So it just makes sense that I would hang out there most all of five days. Earl, what are you looking forward to most about Celebration Chicago? Uh, well, well, ditto on seeing people. In fact, I volunteer for the collectors panels, so um, I'll be in that area most all the time. Um, the the swag has been kind of crazy, and we've been having a lot of fun kind of creating that. Uh, and and also the, the the only one thing that I really have to leave with is the uh, the tiki uh, version of the Rancor that they're coming with out with. I think there's a little Luke. Uh, toothpick holder i think they call them now that goes with the tiki mug I'll, I'll second what earl said i'm looking forward to the the tiki mug set that's about the only exclusive i've seen so far that i feel like i have to get all right uh and chris what about you uh again i'm gonna be sound like a broken record over here uh seeing a lot of the people that i really got to meet last last celebration last celebration was really the first one i really got to spend a lot of time at i brought my family for the previous one which was a, a great fun experience but it, it definitely limited my ability to interact with a lot of the other people and i uh, got to know a lot of folks i even got you know, opportunities to be part of other swag groups from other parts of the country um all i I'm also volunteering in the collecting track area, and I mean, there's a few other panels out I'd, I'd like to see, but if, you know, if it doesn't happen, doesn't happen. It's not a big deal. I'm just looking forward to hanging out with cool people and collecting some stuff and making trades. Ryan, you're with me in this one, right? You're not going? Uh, that's correct. It's my spring break, and I'll be sitting at home all week taking care of my son. All right. Well, we can watch the live stream, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Earl, you mentioned exclusives. Um, um, the next question I'm going to ask everyone is, what exclusives do you want? And uh, Earl, what did you mentioned? Um, the uh, did you say a Rancor Tiki mug? Yeah, the Tiki Tiki Rancor Tiki mugs. It looks like it's a little bit larger, and it looks like it's almost holding a small. Um, 
toothpick holder, mm-hmm. also known as a shot glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's <laughs> Luke <laughs> in his black outfit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else you wanted to mention as far as exclusives that you're looking forward to? Well, Funko has um, they have some blue chrome ones that I'm not that interested in, but they have they do have a, a Watto and a hooded Darth Maul. So I'm hoping I can get those, as well as some um, Jabba Pez dispensers, I believe, are going to be there. I think it's Jabba, Salacious, and a Gamorrean. Sound right? Yeah. How um, how hard are the Funko exclusives to get at Celebration, typically? Usually very hard. Um, it all depends on how many they make. So they'll mm. probably have a lottery again this year. Um, but hopefully they'll make enough so that even when the people have gone through the lottery, Others will be able to buy them. It all depends on how many are made. Okay. So I guess we'll wait and see. All right. Uh, Chris, any exclusives that you're going to be going after at Celebration? Uh, definitely that um, Rancor Tiki. That looks pretty awesome. Um, I've been looking through a lot of what's been listed officially, and not a lot of it's floating my boat. So, I mean, there's a lot of Episode 1 stuff, which I, I think is great for the people that love the prequels. Um, and it's the 20th anniversary. Yeah, 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace, so there's definitely a lot of Phantom Menace love going on, but I'm ne- not necessarily going to be seeking it out. I'm just keeping my open, eyes open up for anything else that might be getting posted here in the next couple of weeks. All right. Uh, Matt, what are you going to be going after as far as exclusives? Um, I am excited about the uh, Hasbro um, 6-inch exclusives. Um, the, the two Phantom Menace figures. So, you know, I'll definitely be after those. I don't think that they'll be too difficult to get at the show. And, um, Gentle Giant has, as usual, an exclusive mini bust, um, which is a line that I'm still in all these years on. Uh, they, they have a, I believe it's a Hera bust from Rebels, which would indicate to me that they're, they'll be, four or five more rebels busts at conventions to come because this will be the first one they've done. Are you going to be getting that? There's a spider mall um, from gentle giant. Are you interested in that at all? They made that. That is a remake of an older gentle giant statue, which I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as best I can determine, it's, it's smaller than the original one. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much smaller. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but since I have, the other one already i won't be going after that one okay is that typical is that a typical thing for them to do just make a smaller version of something they've already done in years past this would be the first time they've done that Mm -hmm. and you'll notice that they're now being advertised as diamond select Mm -hmm. uh, because diamond bought you know gentle giant was bought by a 3d company 3d systems a couple years ago and then just Recently, in the last couple months, maybe sometime earlier this year, they got bought by the gentle giant aspect got bought by Diamond Select. And has Diamond Select shown any of the jump, any new jumbo figures coming out? Um, if they did, I missed them. Mm. I don't think I've seen any. And there I don't there's not one at the show, is there? Which is kind of strange, don't you think? Uh, yeah. Going back to what Celebration 2010 whatever one that would have been celebration five yeah i mean that's that's sort of where they debuted the line that's when they had the boba fett um so yeah since then there's always been some something to go with that line 
Mm-hmm. Like they had the Dianoga last time at the last celebration, I believe. Yep. So, uh, yeah, now that you mention it, there there are there are no jumbos, at least not yet. I'm really hoping that line doesn't fold before they put Lobot out, but I'm starting to think that that might be the case. Don't don't give up hope. <laughs> Ryan, well, you're not it. you're not going, but are you hoping to get any of these uh, exclusives some other way maybe? Yeah, the the Hasbro stuff obviously with the two Phantom Menace figures. And I have a strong suspicion there'll be something else announced uh, right before the con. Uh, like a three, there's been rumors of a three and three quarter inch exclusive for quite a while. Uh, we'll see if that actually happens. But um, considering they've announced San Diego Comic Con exclusives the week before the con, before it wouldn't surprise me if something pops up. I remember Celebration 2017. There were lots of announcements in just the days leading up. Well, now I think about 2016 in Europe, too, as well. They they had some stuff right before the con on that. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised there's not, like, a that new retro collection exclusive or something like that. Or maybe a power a vintage collection Power of the Force coin figures and exclusives. You know, some, something like that sound like that. That would be pretty cool, I think, for three and three-quarter inch collectors. Yeah, I'd think, like, that Power of the Force design that they've done now would be a great idea for convention exclusives and various other exclusives going forward just to mm-hmm. separate them out in a way. Yep. But there was not – correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm remembering, there was not a three-and-three-quarter-inch exclusive at the last celebration. You are correct. No, there was just that Luke, wasn't it there? Was just the, there was just the Luke, yeah. And before – they actually they went a while without doing um, three-and-three-quarter-inch exclusives. A long time was six inch because Europe was six inch as well on the uh, San Diego stuff there for quite a while was just six inch, no three and three quarter inch. Comic Con, the last well, we got the I last year we had the Afra, yeah. Afra, but before that, was it the big Death Star with the vintage collection? God, is it that long ago? That was like 2011 as well. No, there was a Cloud City thing. Oh, the next after year, that. yeah, Carbonite yeah. twelve, yeah, the Carbonite set. Yeah. Oh yeah. With that George R. Carbonite. That was. Oh, the Death Star was first, then it was, you're right. So, yeah. But that was the last one. Uh, yeah. I, I hope so, those, those exclusives are just out of hand. I that's, I hope they don't do any other things like that. I know some of you guys already have those, so it's not a big deal for <laughs> you. They're not out of hand. They're sitting on a shelf in the garage. But, uh, <laughs> but even those were San Diego. They weren't celebration. Yeah. All right. So moving on, let's go away from the, the official products to the... I think one of the the more interesting aspects of merchandise at Celebration is the swag and the giveaways. I mean, fan-made stuff is usually pretty awesome. Um, so let's start with that. Amy, what, let me just what are you really looking for? Careful. Well, let me just be really careful and say this isn't merchandise. Fan swag is, oh, yeah. is stuff that just fans make. Right. Um, or they they order somewhere to have made for the sole purpose of giving it away for free to other people. Um, and it has evolved over the years to the point now where there is actually a Facebook group called uh, SWC Swag Group that has listed over a thousand individual pieces that are being going to be traded at the show. And I know it, it's going to exceed well over that because there's a lot of other um things that people have been making that they haven't posted on that page. So, but if you're a vintage collector, if you're a modern collector, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of handmade items that are going to appeal to you, the collector. 
um, this year. A Todd Ganty is making a um, uh, Kenner style box of um, a scout biker scout mm-hmm. box. Um, there are pins and coins, lanyards. Uh, the UK group is coming and they are making uh, a Palatoy Death Star that you can put together. You have to hunt down all the people to get all the pieces to put it together, but That's it's cool. a, it's really cool. Um, and another thing that the UK guys are doing is a reissue of the HCF pencil sharpener um, with Han Solo on it, and I'm pretty excited about that. I, I like the oddball stuff. Um, but yeah, the, there's people that are making swag for parties and for panels and all sorts of different reasons. Matt, what swag giveaways interest you and are you giving anything uh, away yeah i'm giving away uh some i just um is it confidential are, are, no it's not i put it on facebook earlier tonight um poker chips the whole dang world is doing poker chips um and you know our our club was going to be doing some but um you know we changed our mind sort of late into the process so there will be a dc club swag thing which has not been announced yet so keep an eye out for that uh they're pretty awesome but a number of the members are still doing some poker chips that we already had in the production line so i'll be giving those out otherwise yeah any sort of thing with a you know action figure connection you know vintage or modern or you know something like that is is the sort of stuff that i like looking for um, or just, you know, really, really creative stuff like out of left field. So, and yeah, like Amy said, it's, you know, it's always been there, uh, you know, for lots of shows and it's been growing, but this, it really seems to be nuts this time. There's, seems everybody that's showing up has got something to trade or give away or whatever. It'll be pretty neat to, to see how that falls out. Uh, Chris, what about you? Any swag? Yeah, there, there's there's swag. Um, I'm doing a personal uh, patch that is a basically it's the 1983 Return of the Jedi wax pack, except I have replaced uh, the character in the center with a royal guard, which was never done as a wax pack. So I'll be giving that out. Uh, that's kind of promoting my Emperor's Royal Guard collectors group on Facebook, and so I'll be trading those. Also, I got to be involved with the Brew Crew. They made um, at Celebration Orlando, they made a series of six patches with different cantina aliens that were like beer patch uh, um, labels turned into patches. So this time we're doing 12 patches based off Jabba's denizens. And if people are able to collect all 12, each of us is going to have a exclusive 13th patch of Boba Fett, which is like six inches wide. It's a pretty good size patch. And... Um, yeah, I'm doing that with a lot of the folks that are kind of spread out throughout the country. So, but as far as, uh, swag that I want, uh, (laughs) anyone who's got stuff with Royal Guards on it, I'm hunting for them. Uh, there's so much cool stuff out there. Uh, it's, it's really overwhelming and the amount is really overwhelming this year. It's, it's amazing. There's some profoundly awesome stuff i'll mention just the one that comes to mind right now is someone actually made up these uh buttons of all the different wax packs from the vintage era trading cards and they have blind bagged them like mylar bags 
And then some of them are going to include little uh, redemption coupons for a patch. And the, the production quality on th- th- this guy's set is just beautiful. It, it's really impressive. So. All right. Uh, Earl, what about you? Any interest in swag or giveaways this year? Um, I've, I've seen a lot of good stuff out there, but I've been uh, haven't been on um, online that much due to uh, events for locally and also working on my swag. So I haven't revealed any of that yet, but I think we can mention the um, the Sar- our Sarlacc Club is going to have the first of our 25th anniversary um, items as being a uh, uh, the Sarlacc uh, challenge coin that that we just got in. So um, that'll be probably be posted up soon here. It's a scoop. We haven't announced it anywhere else yet, but here. So there you go. All right. Yeah. That puts a lot of pressure on me to try to get this episode out soon. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I can but, scoop yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, yeah, you're so. taking care of the kid at home. You're going to be sending out swag or looking for swag, or are you just not going to be into swag this year? Um, you know, uh, the, the only real swag is, is kind of a, an everything at Celebration I want, which is the Star Tots from the um, the collector's panels. I've been getting all those through the years. So I'm hoping, you know, some nice people will pick me up a few and, you know, whatever they can get me, I can try and complete the sets by purchasing whatever I need online or whatever. But uh, I do love getting those, so I, I think that's about it. Obviously, anything anybody wants to give me, sure, I'll be happy to have it. But, um, yeah, I, that's kind of my, my big thing is to make sure I get try and get Star Tots there. Um, Star Tots are very cool, and the popularity is insane. And the I think that those really drive the uh, the uh, attendant. I mean, I think the panels would be well attended without those, but it seems like people will go the extra mile to get those star tots like bring all their kids and get their, oh yeah get their 10 hours early with other you know it's like whoa star tot mania is a real thing yeah i think uh i know amy earl and uh, chris and i can all attest having worked at the celebration panels uh how much people try to game the system to get as many of those as possible to sell we've seen people who would come in uh, every single panel, and, and that's all they would do, like the entire convention, is just go to those, get the Star Tots to sell. Sounds like a waste of time to me. I, I don't think – I just can't imagine that you're going to make enough money back for that to have paid for all that time that you wasted doing that. But some people do it, and whatever, you know. But yeah. uh, de- people are definitely crazy really, over them. It's not really a waste of time because you get to listen to a cool collector panel. Well, that's true, but you you know that a lot of those people don't sit there and listen to those panels. I've seen plenty phones. of those. Those are the people who don't listen to the panels. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember Amy was giving me a panicked look at Anaheim because they, they, they were doing the Empire Star Tots, and they were getting ready to give out the Boba Fets. So oh, I basically yeah. stood there and helped act as a Star Tot bouncer. And everyone <laughs> – Everyone at that point in the day knew that the Boba Fett was the last one because it was process of elimination, and it was it was bad. Yeah, I remember that. Um, now, this year they're doing something a little different. They're actually doing uh, characters that were never made as Kenner vintage figures. So that's kind of interesting. It does make me a little sad that they would pass over some figures that were made, like uh, Lobot, <laughs> and start making ones that were never made. But hey, Jason, they Jason, still look hope. cool. There's hope. Is there? 
There is because one of them that they've shown is R2 with sensor scope, so that figure was actually made. So okay, um, there's hope there. Maybe Loba. I don't know. I don't know what's in there, but I, I would say there's hope at least. All right, all right. Um, okay, moving on. Um, they did put up the panels have been announced um, on StarWars.com. I don't know if anybody's been able to check check out what's coming out, but uh, Matt, I'll start with you. You said you don't go to panels typically, but are there any panels that you are interested in going to? No, I meant the big official, like go see Kathleen Kennedy panels. I, right. I spend you know half my day working up at the collecting track, and if I'm not working, I'm hanging out there watching the panels. I'm really, I mean, I'm interested in a lot of them. They're all, even the ones that you don't think are going to be interesting, usually turn out to be interesting because mm-hmm. the people who are talking care so much about it um that you know they can make it interesting though the one that i never thought that you know uh, was a panel but i'm most excited about is uh there's one about star wars collect books about star wars collecting um and as somebody who tries to get all of those books and you know finds them you know really interesting and a great resource I'm interested in seeing that panel. So that's the one I'm going to make sure that I'm up there for, although I'm sure I'll see most of them. Okay. Um, Amy, any panels you're especially interested in? Um, Well, since I'm volunteering at the collecting area, I'll probably be there most of the time. But I will say that I think some of my favorite panels look like they're all going to be happening on Friday. There's a Tiki mashup panel with uh, Ken Tarleton. There's a Star Wars holiday special panel. Um, and there's going to be some wacky and wonderful collectible panel with, uh, I forgot who's on it, but that's happening. And there's also going to be an anniversary panel of the Star Wars Collector's Archive that day. So some good panels, um, for Friday, for sure. Okay. Uh, Earl, are there any panels that you're especially looking forward to? I, I haven't... I haven't looked yet. The one that I've gone to in the past has always been the um, uh, uh, Tom Spina's Cantina panel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not even sure if that's happening again because it's happened for the last two celebrations. Yeah, so, I think it's happening. Behind the scenes of the Cantina with yep. Tom Spina. Yep. Yep. So I'll, I'll go to that a third time. There's always something new and different there. All right. Uh, Chris, what about you? Any panels you're especially looking forward to? Uh, just about most all of the collectors panels I, I'm interested in. Uh, I don't know how many I'll be able to get into. Um, but I mean, I'd love to go see the episode nine, um, the, the uh, Mandalorian. I'm not thinking that that's going to happen, but there's some interesting ones on other stages. Uh, there's a creating cinema quality cosplay photography, that kind of sounds interesting. And there was another one about painting uh, miniatures, which sounded interesting, that weren't part of the collecting track. Okay. Oh, and uh, the Hasbro panel. All right. Yeah, the Hasbro panel. Um, that would definitely be one I would be interested in if I was going. Um, now, they're doing something a little different this year. They're having a lottery system for the early morning panels, and these for these are for the main stage um typically they would just let people sleep outside all night and wait in line they're not doing that this year um matt what is your opinion on the uh the whole lottery situation for these early morning panels uh, um i know that you know that 
the very the earliest celebrations one well i didn't know i don't know anything about one but two and three you know it seemed like being in line and getting into the building or you know getting into the stores it was one of those situations where you spent all your con time in line and they sort of seemed to get that under control as time went on but I know, at least anecdotally, at the last celebration in Orlando, the lines again were a big issue. And, you know, people were camping out overnight and, you know, for the for the main panels and that sort of stuff. And it was just, you know, you know, anytime, anywhere I walked, it seemed like there was a big line to get into something. So, what you know, if they if they think this is going to solve the problem, so be it. And I don't, uh, you know. Part of me is like, well, if you care enough to camp out all night to see the whatever panel, then you should get to see it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if they can come up with some sort of hybrid thing where, you know, 75% of the seats are done with the lottery, but they keep, you know, a, a sizable chunk available for the, the the people that can't get it through the lottery, then that's fine. But, uh, you know, it costs a lot of money to go to this thing or travel and you know, you shouldn't have to wait in line just to to enjoy it. So, you know, I hope it works out. You know, and from reading on StarWars.com, it looks like they're also going to have lotteries for the exclusives from Hasbro and Funko um, and Lego. So, that's have they done that before at Celebration? Lego has. Lego, yeah, yeah, Lego. yeah, and um. Kennel Giant had a lottery last time, um, but um, other than that, yeah, it's 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 sort of new. And again, but then I know I got, and I'm sure some of you got an email from Hasbro Pulse uh, because I bought something back in February, and I'm in their Pulse Ultra, whatever they call it, their VIP club, you know, saying sign up here and you'll get access to a special line. Uh, at the at celebration to get the exclusives, so maybe again they're doing a thing where some people can get it you through the lottery. A, what? What? You didn't get that? No. Check your junk folder. Check your junk folder. Check your junk folder. Yeah. But um, and and it was uh, you know you have until like April, almost before, right until the show starts up to sign up for it. Um, but you know again. You know, whatever it takes to cut down on lines, go for it. Hey, Matt, I got to say, I think Hasbro's done similar things to that at San Diego Comic-Con. Have they? And it was awesome. So, uh, yeah, if you got that, definitely take advantage of it because that is the way to go. It's awesome if you get picked for the lottery, but it's not so awesome if you don't. No, right? I mean the, the, the VIP thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's, it's like joining that TSA thing and you get to skip yeah. the line at the airport. I do that at TSA, too. But, um, no, I, a couple of years ago they had the deal where if you bought a ticket to HasCon, you got a VIP ticket to the Hasbro line at, at San Diego Comic-Con. And I did that even though I had no plans of going to HasCon, and it was totally worth it. I skipped the entire line to, to get my stuff, so it was awesome. Amy, what are your thoughts on the lotteries with the panels? So I guess my – now with the lottery for the panel – I guess it makes sense to me. I, I'm not entirely surprised that they decided to go in that direction, especially with the demand, the high demand to go to these panels. Uh, Chris. Uh, no, I have no problem with the lottery system. It definitely beats folks having to, I mean, 
for the first panel, uh, it was at the episode eight panel at Celebration Orlando. I, people were starting to line up the day before at five or six o'clock in the evening, and they basically spent all night in in the convention center. Now, I don't think the line was allowed to go outside of the building, which seems like they would that wouldn't be an issue in Chicago. Maybe it's an co- issue with the convention center itself, what the rules they have. Earl, do you have anything to add to the to the the lottery announcement? Um, n- nothing to add exactly, except I hope that they have their their um, act together for getting people into the building because I know last year the the security stuff was uh getting through the metal detectors and all that was a little bit tricky. Um, oh, it's heinous the first day. Yeah, so I just hope they're well prepared. I imagine Chicago will be. Next, let's move on to autographs. Um, I don't know how if you had a chance to check them out, but uh, they have announced. Uh, I think I, I think they're done announcing autographs. I don't know if they're going to add any more to this. Um, I'm not going to list them all off because that would take a lot of time. But uh, Matt, back to you. Any autographs that you're specifically looking for? Um. Yeah, I mean, I do collect some autographs, and um, I've bought, uh, I guess, five or six this time for, um, you know, characters that I hadn't gotten in the past. So, like, um, in person, like uh, Jer Gerard and uh, uh, Captain Nita, uh, you know, just, you know, minor guys like that. Um uh, I think her name is Tally, the the A wing pilot from Last Jedi. Uh, um, what's Paul Bettany, who's Dryden Voss from Solo, uh, and then um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, Jar Jar. Um, Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best, yeah, because I've never I've gotten his autograph, but not not in person. And uh, ah, gee, there was another one in that last bunch that I. Oh, uh, Katie Sackoff, uh, who I, you know, in my mind is still, you know, Starbuck from the new Battlestar, but, uh, you know, does a voice in uh, Rebels and Clone Wars. So, you know, that's but that's it. I know the again, like last time, the autograph hall was nuts and horribly organized. And I don't have any confidence that it's going to be any bigger, uh, any better this time, I should say. Um, but fortunately, they're not bringing in at least they haven't announced yet any you know big time big name that hasn't been to a previous celebration um so you know i don't have to fight through a mark hamill line or you know uh you know a daisy ridley line or something like that so you know hopefully they'll have it better organized but geez the prices even of the people who've been there before have you know gone up appreciably just you know in two years let alone going back to celebrations you know the earlier celebrations where even the biggest name was 40 bucks. Uh, it's, but yeah, it's, it's good. And I hope it's run better. This is top second show. So I hope they learn some lessons from the last one. Yeah. I'm looking through the list right now. Hugh Quarshire, who played captain, uh, Panaka. Yeah. That's what I want to get. Is, I yeah, is this, is this, her, is this, is this his first celebration or maybe he was at celebration one. He may have been at one, but he hasn't been at one mm. since. So he probably, yeah. So that'd be pretty cool. One thing that, <laughs> one thing that um, confused me for a second when I saw you could get uh, 
uh, Dodonna's autograph, I thought, what? There's No, that guy's not alive. But then I realized it's the uh, Rogue One Dodonna, Ian McKinley, who plays uh, uh, Jan Dodonna in Rogue One. So he's going to be there. So, But that threw me for a second, just for a second. Um, Chris, are you going after any autographs? Um, not really. I mean, I, I've gone after one autograph in the past, and that was for Carrie Fisher, and that is one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, I know they haven't announced Mark showing up at the uh, show yet. I don't have his. If I if there's anyone I would get, it would it would be Mark's, um, and I know he'll be ghastly expensive. But yeah, looking at most, I mean, there's actually from what I've been noticing as far as guests go, there's a very diminishing amount of ot folks left coming it's very heavy on prequel and disney era guests all right um and another thing i'm uh they're having a big episode one um 20th anniversary panel i'm really surprised jake lloyd's not there i know if he's had trouble Troubles. I'm not sure exactly what his troubles were, but uh, it's kind of surprising for me that he's not there because you would think with the 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace, this would be a great time for him to, you know, make his presence known again. So that's a little disappointing. Yeah, I mean, Hayden came last time and he got a positive reception, so maybe hopefully Jake saw that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, Earl, are you going for any autographs? Um, I might try it for Ian McDermott's. Okay. One of the head bad guys. Amy, what about you? Uh, I didn't see Ewan McGregor on the list, so <laughs> I'm going to pass. <laughs> Ryan, any autographs you wish you were there to get? Um, yeah, Hayden Christensen would be one. Since I wasn't last celebration either, I'd love mm-hmm. to get his autograph. And several of the people you guys have mentioned, like uh, Ahmed Best and um, Hugh Corshi or Corshar or whatever it is. And um, I saw uh, the guy who played uh, Moff Jar Gerard is going to be there, too. That would be another one I'd love to get. Um, but not too many. I've gotten a ton of autographs in the past. So there's not too many people I'd be uh, after. Okay. All right. Um, moving on. Okay. Last question. I didn't write this down, but I'm going to ask anyways. Are we getting the trailer and the title of, of Episode 9, finally? Matt? Yeah. Yeah, on Friday. Okay. I mean, if, if not, something's <laughs> really wrong. <laughs> uh, Chris, we're going to get the trailer and the title of Episode 9 at Celebration. I don't see how they can't not at least give us the title. I mean, that that's insane. And um, I would be shocked if – I don't know if it would be necessarily the uh, teaser trailer, but it may be one of those behind-the-scenes teaser trailers. I hope not. I don't know. Yeah, so, I hate those. <laughs> I, I'm sure something's coming. Save that for the Blu-ray. Um, Amy, you think they will? Uh, yeah, and I'm going to add to it. I think we're going to get a teaser poster as well. Oh, that's a pretty safe bet. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, teaser poster. Remember, we got a teaser poster for episode seven at. <laughs> seven. <laughs> oh, oh my! That thing was bad. Yeah. So, like, maybe a Starfield with, like, <laughs> Roman numeral 9 on it. <laughs> oh. Earl, what's your thought? Yes, please. <laughs> and Ryan, and... You'll be... Ryan, you'll be sitting home with me watching the trailer 
on YouTube, on YouTube at home. Absolutely, yeah, in the comfort of my own home. I'll be watch. watching at work. I'll have to say I have to step outside for a second. I'll <laughs> walk outside of my office and watch the trailer. Well, you know, when trailers hit while I'm at school, I usually play them for my classes that day, oh. so they get excited about it, too. You should have a sick day, Jason, and then you and Ryan can hang out and like Maybe. have a little mini-con party. There you go. You can come on up. Or not at celebration party. <laughs> Pity party. I, I remember at the last celebration, when we got the first trailer for episode eight, you know, during that panel, but I was on the main floor, but I was watching the simulcast and you couldn't hear it or see it very well. So I'm sure the people at home will have a much better experience with it, you know, initially. <laughs> yeah. And, and I suspect that on whatever day it is, we'll get a teaser trailer for the Mandalorian as well. Oh, that's um, a possibility. I suspect. That would be very cool. There is a panel for the Mandalorian, so yes. That would be great. Yeah, I, I would say you're going to get something good out of any of those marquee panels. And maybe we'll get a timeline as to when some of this stuff's actually going to come out. We don't know when the Mandalorian's going to debut. We don't know when the Cassian Endor... Andor, um, Cassian Andor show's going to debut. We don't know when the new clone wars episodes are going to debut right i mean we don't know there's a lot we really we don't, don't know, when know disney plus is debuting so yeah right yeah. and we there don't is a clone wars panel so i'm assuming right. that we'll talk about it okay yeah. and we don't know if they're making any more movies i mean for all we know this is it for all we know episode nine is it for all we know right although there were rumors this week that the the game of thrones guys trilogy is is on. Yeah, I heard Still. something about them going into pre-production. Right. But that's not true. from Lucasfilm, you know, so. Episode 9 is technically it until Monday during the Phantom Menace panel when Ewan McGregor's going to show up and they're going <laughs> to announce an Obi-Wan movie, just saying. Uh-huh. Maybe it was my part, but. Well, the rumor now is that's going to be a Disney Plus series, but, you know. I would take that, too. Yeah. I, I hope I felt like at the last celebration, they did not give us any insight into when anything was going to happen. Um, they didn't even tell us when the next celebration was at the last celebration. Like, it was pretty much not a lot of, hey, this is what we've got planned for the next few years. Other than we all knew Episode Nine was coming out in... Uh, December of 2019. So hopefully this celebration more. I, I just would like to know more about what I'm going to be so getting excited about. So that would be good. Okay. Next topic is the Hasbro black series, six inch fans choice figure 2019. This was a vote of empire strikes back only figures to coincide next year with the 40th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back. Um, the finalists on the list were Wedge Antilles, 2-1-B, Lobot, Wilbro Hood, a.k.a. Ice Cream Maker Guy, Imperial Probe Droid, Princess Leia, Hoth Rebel Soldier, Ugnot, FX-7 Medical Droid, and Luke Skywalker in Dagobah uh, training fatigues get up the official vote happened and the winner was luke skywalker in dagobah outfit which um you know i love luke skywalker and i'm glad that's going to be a figure 
but I, I really wish these polls were geared more towards characters that probably wouldn't get a figure otherwise. I think this is would have been on the list no matter what. So I guess I'm kind of let, a little let down by this, although, it's hey, it's still going to be a cool figure. Matt, who did you vote for, and were you happy with the result? Um, well, um, I voted for Lobot. Yay! Um, totally, in, you know, as a favor to you, because there wasn't anybody I was dying for mm-hmm. uh, from Empire. Um, it's been, you know... The important ones have 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 been done, uh, but I mean I echo what you say about you know I like don't use this opportunity to vote for a figure they're going to make anyway. Um, it's just you know a wasted opportunity. You know use it for your your Darth Revens, your Doctor Afras, Jaina Solos. You know that you know oddball sort of characters that. You know, they wouldn't make in 100 years if, if we didn't force them to. Uh, and I'm worried because that Black Series Luke Dagobah that we got in whatever it was, 2014, 2013, is so bad with the <laughs> exposed joints. And it's just it's an eyesore. And I don't know how they're going to. Yeah, I hope they've got some cool, you know, new technology that they can make it look good. His They're going to put over his limbs. You his know? Ar- you know, it's been done. You know? that, his that is an easy figure to fix. You just need the comic Yeah, with a garbage can. No, you just need the comic pack Luke without the, with the bare arms, and you just swap those straight out. Okay. That, that, that's a better solution than what they did. You know, the, the old OTC Luke was better than the Black Series one uh, that they did more, you know, 10 years later. So we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. It could have been worse. It could have been Ice Cream Maker guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, who did you vote for, and are you happy with the results? Uh, I voted for Leia Bespin. Um, well, people might say that's a figure they'd probably make anyway. I don't agree. Uh, we're getting our very first 12-inch Leia Bespin ever. Uh, supposedly this year, the Hot Toys one as well as uh, the Gentle Giant one. Uh, those are the first times we've ever gotten a 12-inch uh, Leia Bespin, so I never count on that being made. Um uh, I'm a little little disappointed. I mean, Luke Dagobah, it seems like, yeah, they're going to make that one. Uh, they get to it eventually. They want to keep making Luke's. Um, and so and I wouldn't have minded Wedge since they haven't done a Wedge yet. But, uh, yeah, you know, I guess it's not bad. I like getting new figures, so I'm not going to complain too much about it. It's like, what, so I'm going to gripe about a toy? I know there are people who will. But I'm not going to get all upset about a toy being made that i don't have if that makes sense all right uh chris who did you vote for are you happy with the results i voted for lobot um looking out for you um really six inches isn't my thing but i mean the luke dago boss a fine figure fine choice i i like it um i'm probably not going to buy it but happy it's seeing made but i i would love to see lobot get made for you all right Amy, did you participate in this? Are you happy with the results? I did. I um, voted for Lobot for you, actually, also. And um, I was kind of not really surprised, but disappointed, because I was like, oh, they're going to come around to making Luke, but all right, I get it. He's popular. Mm -hmm. Earl. 
I abstained from voting because none of the finalists were aliens. Oh, okay. Very alien-centric. Well, what about the Ugnot? He's an alien. Oh, that's true. Could have voted for him. You should have voted for the Ugnot. He came in last place with only 2.6% of the vote. See? They just just don't get their equal time. He's a real underdog, that (laughs) Ugnot. Oh, okay. I voted for Lobot, um, so he didn't win. I'm a little disappointed. I thought he was going to win because it looked like the earlier polls that were taken on the fan websites that submitted this final list to Hasbro, it looked like Lobot was pretty much cleaning up on those lists. So I'm not really sure what happened between then and when the vote actually went down, the final vote, but something happened. And then also, you know, the Luke Skywalker, the photo they showed, it shows him in his training uh, fatigues with Yoda on the back in the backpack. And I hope that if they do this, it'll be a deluxe figure with that Yoda that fits really nicely into that backpack. Now that they've got a designated deluxe line as they've got General Grievous D1, I hope that's how they package this. Although, who knows? These could all be on, what, vintage six-inch cards next year, maybe? Yeah, I think that's what the plan is. So, yeah. Oh, well. Um, okay, so, HasLab finally delivered on the vintage collection Jabba's Sail Barge, also known as the Katana. So, wow, this is a huge item. It We paid $550 a year ago on a um, Kickstarter-type operation from Hasbro called HasLab, and it finally came through. It came through on time. I thought it would be delayed. For some reason, I was just thinking it would take a lot longer. I did not think it would ship on schedule, but it did. Um, Chris, I'm going to start with you. How did yours arrive, and was there any damage? Well, mine took the incredibly slow truck from California all the way up to Washington, spending a, a long weekend down in Oregon, um, just sitting there and mocking me in my FedEx tracking app. <laughs> but it finally arrived, uh, I think that Monday, or, yeah, that, that was Monday. And uh, FedEx, I left a note because I had to, I was at home all day long waiting for the thing to arrive, and I had to leave for one hour to pick up my daughter from school. And, of course, that's when the truck arrived. But the truck left the barge, and I was able to get it that night. Um, it arrived in really good shape. The outermost box had a, a few small dings in it, but by the time I got to the the inner packing box, that box was pristine. And, of course, uh, the, the actual vintage collection box itself was perfect. Great. Uh, Matt, what about you? Um, yeah, I ordered two. And uh, although they shipped several days apart, they arrived on the same day, um, you know, and, you know, they were both a little scuffed. So I sent them back. You know, I didn't keep it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, they were, you know, they were in the condition that you would expect them to be in after coming from China and then getting sent across the country in a truck. Um, and you open them up and. You know, I did open one of them up for just so I could talk about it on the show and uh, against my uh, all my instincts. But um, <laughs> everything about it in there was was fine. And it arrived, you know, as well as one reasonably could expect. OK. And I'm surprised like you that 
they basically arrived when they said they were going to. I assumed they would be delayed. Yeah, yeah. I was it was a happy surprise, but definitely I thought I was thinking June. But hey, this is great. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Uh, yeah, mine. Uh, I think mine was on the same truck as several people's that was coming up here to Washington State and spent that long weekend in Oregon. As Chris said, uh, mine arrived really well. I had it delivered to my school um, since I'd be there all day anyway, and I can have things delivered there. Uh, I had warned the office staff there would be a large box showing up for me, so uh, let me know when that shows. And they, they called me. I went down and got it, and I had it sitting in the front of my classroom for the rest of the day so the kids could walk in and go, what's that? And uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, everything was in pretty good shape. The box was, it looked great on the outside and, and the actual box on the inside was good. Um, I do have one thing I think I'll talk about later. Right now we're just talking about the actual shipping. So I did have an issue with mine, but it came a little bit later. Uh, Amy, what about you? Uh, mine came in good shape. There was only a few little dings on the outside of the shipper box, but I mean, they triple shipped this in, in three boxes so by the time you got to the inner inner layer it was in great shape and earl yours um i haven't opened mine yet because i've been too busy um but i'm looking forward to it i'm gonna check out kurt's here tonight <laughs> <laughs> oh i could i i mine came on saturday a little a couple days ahead of you i think mine was a little earlier than the, than the rest of you um and I opened up mine right away. I had a few dings on the outside of the box, but nothing really to worry about. Um, and my box was in excellent condition. I had no complaints. Um, next next thing I want to know is what condition did your uh, Power of the Force yak face come in? Was your carded figure okay? Damaged? Or anything else? Um, Matt, back to you on that. Um yeah, mine had the semicircle in the you know upper whatever right corner that seems to be the rule on these. Um, but other than that, you know, I've seen people say they didn't get a figure or you know the figure was miss you know upside down or something like that. So you know, it's there. It's in generally good condition. I I wish I wish it didn't have that, but it's not. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's not a big problem. When uh, when the circle this there's a on on the cards there's a tiny imprint of a you typically a half circle I think on most of these or somewhere around there. Um, I saw people posting it on Facebook. I got this circle, this circle, and I thought, well, mine's pristine. I didn't get that. I must have got lucky. But I put mine under a light and under very close inspection. If you tilt it just the right way, you can see that little circle imprint on my card. So, exactly. But it doesn't and doesn't bother me. I, I can live with it. I wonder if I had if no Facebook and nobody had mentioned it, if I even would have you know paid enough attention to. <laughs> yeah, I never would there. have noticed without Facebook telling me that there was a circle on it. Uh, Chris, how did yours how did yours arrive? Um, my card's pristine. Again, uh, the, tonight was the first time I actually pulled it under a bright light. And after a couple minutes of turning on angles, I eventually found this, the, the lightest evidence that that, uh, that semicircle was there. So mine has it. It's very faint. Um, I, 
didn't even notice it before. So uh, I'm completely happy with what I got. If you haven't looked at your, for, for everyone listening, if you haven't looked at your figure yet to see if there's a circle on it, you don't think there is, I would say ignorance is bliss and just leave it at that. Amy, did you have time to inspect the uh, your carded figure? Yeah, mine seems to have like a slight bowed crease to it, but I think that's just the effort of whoever was packing it, shoving it into its place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's not really noticeable, so I'm, ignorance is bliss. I'll just not focus on it. Ryan, what about you? Uh, mine, uh, it, I, like you guys, I had to really look at it hard to find that circle. It is there, but it's very faint. Uh, other than that, the card's in great shape. It's actually the first figure I've ever bought a um, an acrylic case for, so he's actually an acrylic case now. I, I was a little disappointed that my coin is upside down and I didn't have the patience to uh, turn it around like some people did. But other than that, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, people have been posting that if you shake it just right for a certain amount of time, you can actually get the coin to. Yeah. To. I didn't think that was move. Yeah. <laughs> I have better things to do at my time. Earl, how do you imagine your uh, figure is packed in there? Pristine. I am going to say it's pristine, and I will I, I will enjoy it and not even look for a, the little C-bend or whatever. Yeah, I don't even know what you guys are talking about, so I'm not even going to go back and look <laughs> okay. for it. I, I wasn't listening this whole time. All right. All right. <laughs> Chris, I'm going to start with you. Now that you've opened yours up, what do you think of it? Oh, I got lots of complaints. Um, <laughs> it takes up a lot of space. Um, it, it makes a lot of other things not look not quite as awesome. <laughs> No, it's it's magnificent. Um, I do have a, a couple small critiques on it, mostly to do to, with leaving space for including lighting on the thing. Because uh, I found, especially if you set it down low, it's really hard to see into it. It gets very dark in there. But the detail on every square inch of this thing is immaculate. I mean, there is no spot where they half-assed it and just said, ah, just leave it alone. Don't worry about it. No one's going to look at the rafter that you can't see from the blind side. Let's not worry about painting that. They painted it. They detailed it. It's an all-out ex- exceptional effort on Hasbro's part, and it's truly what can be done. So, yeah. Ryan, now that you've got yours open, what do you think? I know you've made a video about it, so... I'll yeah. actually I'll actually put the uh, put your video in the show notes so oh, cool. people can click on that and and see your uh, your review. But uh, just just with a few sentences, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I love it. I, I think it's amazing. Uh, it's everything it was supposed to be uh, and more. I, as Chris said, the detail is outstanding. I had one tiny issue um, when I was first checking mine out, and if you watch my video, you actually see me pop up that um, trap door that's on the top. Um, I did that, which popped it off. It popped the door off. It didn't break it or anything, but in trying to get it back in, one of the pegs on the door that holds it in place broke. And um, it didn't seem like it was going to go back in anyway. I, I, it took me a long time to even get to that point. So I did contact Hasbro, and they are. it sounds like they're going to send me a new one, uh, a new trap door to replace it. So that's pretty cool. Not a whole new barge. That would be yeah, a bit much. But, um, no, it's awesome. It looks great in the display I set up for it. It was kind of that last piece I was waiting for to really get my Job of the Hut display done. And uh, now it's all set up, and it looks great. 
right. Matt, you said you cracked one open just for the show. What are your thoughts? It's pretty, it's pretty all right. Um, you know, I'd seen it at toy fair, so I sort of had a, you know, but that, you know, it was a year ago and it was not, you know, finished or painted or anything, but, um, it, you know, it, it's, it's great. And, you know, the, you know, all the details, whoever, whatever decision they made, if it was a dis- conscious decision, you know, two years or year, two and a half years to like put some effort into these vehicles between this and that, you know, Imperial combat tank from Rogue One. I mean, those are two of the best vehicles they've ever done. Um, it, you know, it, prior to this, it had seemed sort of like they had almost given up on, you know, besides the couple things you'd get with a new movie. But, uh, you know, these vintage collection things are, you know, they really put some effort into them and I'm excited to see what they do going ahead. Uh, but you know, it's, you know, I just, I, I built it, you know, yesterday with my kid who loves it and likes playing with it and all the little details and the sliding doors and the traps and all that. It's great. And then this morning I watched return of the Jedi just to sort of compare it. And, you know, it's remarkable now the stuff I noticed in the movie that I had never noticed about the barge now that I, because I saw it on the toy, like that mural that they've got in there of, you know, Jabba and whatever. Well, it's in the, I hadn't noticed it's in the movie. Um, so, you know, yeah, kudos. They, they did a, they promised a great thing and they, they delivered. So I look, you know, I'm, I don't know where I'm going to put it right now. It's sitting in the middle of my Hoth diorama where it doesn't belong. And, um, you know, I'll find a place for it, but, but I agree with, uh, the comment that it's dark inside. Uh, if you don't have it, you know, at the right height, uh, it's, it, it's tough to see what you've got going on in there, but you know, if that's the biggest complaint we've got, uh, then I think it's a success. Might I suggest, uh, putting it somewhere high. I've also found like the sale, when you have it really low, the sails, which look immaculate end up being a lot of what you can see if it's low. So you got to be able to get it nice and high so you can see under those sails. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I assumed is I was going to have to elevate it. Amy, have you had a chance to uh, look at yours? I I helped unbox Kurt's, uh, and we were putting it together, and he accidentally tore the rubber. There's these little rubber pegs that attach the sail um, structure, and it tore. And uh, he contacted Hasbro, too, and they actually are going to send him an entirely new sail to make up for it, which is pretty, I think that's incredible that they're kind of doing the, we really do care Kenner slogan on this. Um, It's one of the best things that I've ever seen as a toy. It's so detailed. Every single thing was thought of and, and added and painted. And with the exception of lighting, I mean, I don't think they could have done anything to improve it. Mine setup, I did put mine up on kind of a higher shelf, and I like like you are all saying, it is a little dark. I'm gonna come up with a solution though somehow. I want to get some lights in there, whether it's a light shining in there or lights, just you know, third party lights that I put inside somehow. I don't know, but I would like to light it up. For those of you and Earl, you haven't you hadn't got yours out yet, right? So you probably I haven't, but I took a look at Kurt's, and mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. 
Is it what Especially you, it, the poor hammerhead. As far as filling out the barge with figures, I'm curious if you're all going to do anything extra special or have any figures you had in mind to use. Uh, Chris, any uh, – what's your what's – your, you don't have to list every figure you put in it because we don't have that kind of time, but what's, uh, what is your barge – doing oh well luke and art uh bar r2 bar2 headed in there pretty quickly along with uh one of my vintage collection uh slave leia's with the legs um so she could be back there strangling jabba uh jack face uh i've got an older saga 2 boba fett with like the flames coming off of it so i have him kind of launching off the top deck of the barge to head out to the skiffs um, I got piles of other figures ready to head in there. I haven't necessarily stuck them all in there yet, though. Is that Saga to um, is this or this the Boba Fett with the flames, and he's kind of got the um, the action feature, right? I think on the arms he does. I is, think it's yeah. the, the the VOTC legs, mm-hmm. but it has um, like an action feature arm. But long as you keep his um, arm holding on the his uh, blaster, it really doesn't seem to be a big issue. Yeah, is that the is that probably the best Return of the Jedi Boba Fett figure right now? I don't think so. No, mostly because of those arms. I think there's been better ones in the vintage collection. That that's a much much older Fett. Okay, but then again, I'm very partial to super articulation, so it depends on what you're looking for in your Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan. I know it's on your vi- it's on your video. What figures you've got in there, isn't it? So uh, yeah, if you watch my video where I did the whole job of setup, uh, that's where I actually show the figures I put into it. As my initial review, I didn't have the figures in it yet, um, but I added you know stuff on top and stuff inside. I didn't try to overcrowd it. Uh, mostly because I was using a lot of figures for Jabba's Palace, and most of them are inside, and you're not going to see them anyway. But uh, I, I added, you know, kind of the right stuff. I do have a weak way sticking out that window, uh, just because I had to. Um, and Jabba's in there, and, and everything else. Uh, I did pick up like a while back the C3PO with Salacious Crumb, and I got an extra one of those, so I could have him on the floor with Salacious attacking him. I have the same fat on top that Chris was talking about as well. Um, yeah, and I plan to do a little bit more work to it. I'm going to put some lights in inside using those fairy lights that a lot of people have been doing. And I saw somebody um, show this deal that you could get off Amazon to record stuff, and you could put that in there. A lot of people are putting it in that like smuggler compartment in there um, and just record audio from sail barge scenes or whatever. And I think it's 100 seconds of audio or something like that and have that in there with a button so you can press that and have the audio playing with it too. I thought that would be cool. Wow. You know, I found myself cannibalizing my um, Jabba's throne room uh, diorama for figures yeah. to put in it. And so, you know, now there's figures that I – thought i'd only need one loose of that i now need two and i'm looking on ebay and seeing people have um people are kind of hip to the fact that people want these figures now oh and yeah they're expensive yeah people lost their minds yeah. <laughs> so i have to decide do i you know i i need both i need my job as throne room diorama and my sail barge properly um populated so going to be some expensive uh decisions on some of these figures to rebuy 
Yeah, I was kind of lucky in that I either had extras or many times on the barge I'd put like the Power of the Force 2 version, like a bib for tuner or something. Since you're not really going to see him anyway, I'd put him in there rather than the Saga one. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of went with some of that sort of thing and didn't worry about sometimes the quality of what was inside. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple I'm planning on picking up. I do need another Slave Leia, and I found a cheap one uh, to put in there with Jabba yet, but and, that's um, about it. I definitely need another Max Rebo now. Now, in, in Return of the Jedi, we see Max Rebo in the sail barge. Do we see any other band members on the sail barge uh, besides Derby. Derby he's, he's on it? Yeah. Okay. I got to get another one of him then, too. Darn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Matt, how are you populating your barge? Um, I got a job on it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I've since I mean, I, I'm sure I've said on prior episodes, I mean, I've never been a fan of the first half hour of Jedi. So I never amassed a bunch of Jabba, you know, extra Jabba characters to put in the barge. So, you know, I've got the new ones that just came out. And, you know, I'm sure I can dig around and find a couple more guys to put in there. But since I don't even know where I'm going to be displaying it, you know, I don't know if it's imperative that I get figures to put on it. I think it looks pretty cool just, you know, with the sides on it, you know, with uh, and then you can't see inside it anyway. So, but yeah, now I don't have anybody in it. That is a lonely barge. Amy Jabba, Jabba needs his space. He needs his alone time. <laughs> you know, um, the some of the more recent Marvel comics that have come out in the last couple of years has Darth Vader on that barge with Jabba. Yeah. So you could always put a Vader up there somewhere. I got plenty of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe some maybe some tumbleweeds too, just rolling across the uh, barge. The sad barge. I mean, when all the other Jabba stuff comes out later in the year, the, the play sets and all that, I'll, I'll park the barge behind it, and it'll be in the garage, and then you don't need anybody on it. Mm, okay. <laughs> Amy, how are you going to populate your barge? With uh, Ewoks, right? Uh, no, I'm, I'll probably stick... I mean, this is where it's really paid to be a Return of the Jedi-focused collector for mm-hmm. some years. I'm just going to be putting vintage and modern figures that they've come out with over the years on that barge. That you know fit that scene. Mm-hmm. For uh, your collection, I mean, your collection is basically Return of the Jedi, almost almost exclusively Return of the Jedi, right? For as far almost, as action yeah. figures. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Earl, do you have any plans for your barge once you finally open it? Oh yeah, um, it's my <laughs> summer project. Um, the I'm the one thing I did re- realize looking at it that it's not big enough for Funko Pops to put in it. <laughs> So I'll have to go with the, the I think I'll rotate between vintage and, and, and the newer figures. I did was greatly relieved when I was sorting out things for the past weekend that I discovered that I had resourcefully bought doubles of most of the Java um, characters. So from the sale barge. So I'll be, I'll be well stocked. And if Matt, you want to sell your uh, uh, barge, I may need another one for just to have one for vintage, one for regular. Oh jeez! <laughs> Get back to me on that. <laughs> all right. So now that we all do have the barge, uh, was it worth it, Matt? Was it worth? Fi- is it worth five hundred and fifty dollars? Yes, if only because. It might lead to other stuff, you know, um, 
I would have never thought I would spend that much amount of money on a Hasbro toy. I mean, you know, new, you know, not some sort of, you know, secondhand kind of thing. Um, but if this leads to other, I mean, this is a great vehicle and I'm glad I got it. And I don't, if, if there's nothing else, I don't regret it. But if this leads to, you know, a Death Star or a Cloud City or what have you, something that nobody's thought about, you know, then, you know, great. You know, if HasLab becomes a thing, then it was definitely worth it. Um, Ryan, was it worth $550? Absolutely. Um, no buyer's remorse at all. Uh, this has been awesome from the time I opened it up to getting it finally displayed and, and where it is. It's it's an amazing piece. Uh, the work that went into it, the sculpting with the, the paint apps, everything, it is everything that we would pretty much hope for here. Um, I, I will make a prediction uh, for the next one if you want. <laughs> Um, oh, hold uh, that, hold that. It's going to be the last I'll, question. I'll last question. Okay, 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 That's okay. the last secret question. All right, cool. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Chris, was it worth it? 550 bucks. I never, ever wanted to spend $500 on a single collectible, let alone a modern Hasbro collectible. But there's no denying that this is the finest piece of work they have ever done full stop. I, I have a hard time seeing them make something that is grander or a higher quality than this item. Uh, is it worth it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's worth every of that 500 and some people are having to pay 13, 1400 now to try and catch a piece of this. But um, yeah, just, there's no, no comparable. I mean, uh, the, the, the rogue one tank is proportionally as awesome, but it is, not as grand or as large as the barge is. It's just um, what they're doing now in the vintage collection with their vehicles is outstanding. So, Amy, now that you have it in hand, was it? Do you feel like this was worth five hundred and fifty dollars? Yes, absolutely. I. It's been there are only a handful of items that I've spent that much money for in my collection and. This one is by far and away totally worth it. And Earl, it exceeded my expectations all the way around, so right. I'm very pleased. Okay, and I would have to agree with everyone. You know, last year I thought I can't believe I paid five hundred and fifty dollars for this toy. I like, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it, and it seemed like so much to pay for one vehicle, but. Um, this year, after seeing it, and now after seeing at what they're selling for on the secondary market, which is typically double the price on the secondary market, uh, looks like you know, looking at the sold ones on eBay, it looks like you know around a thousand dollars on average on the secondary market now. So I feel like we, got, I feel like those of us who did uh, contribute to, or or um, help fund the uh, HasLab. Um, uh, crowdfunding got the good good end of the deal, so seems seems great. I agree with what everyone has said. It's fantastic. Um, last question of the night before we go: Is Hablet is Haslab going to continue with Star Wars? Maybe we'll know at Celebration or possibly at uh, San Diego Comic Con. Who knows? But if they do another item, and I know we've 
talked about this before on other shows, but let's just get a current your current view. What do you want HasLab to do next? And Matt, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I get. I mean, I can't think of a vehicle. You know, and I'm sure one of you will because you're all smarter than me. But um, thanks, I mean, Matt. Well, no, I, I, I sincerely <laughs> believe that. But um, you know, the big Millennium Falcon is still, I think, the best vehicle they've ever done. So, I mean, it's, I don't think they need to do a new Millennium Falcon, and that ad ad is awesome. Um, so, I mean, I hope, I guess it's a place that everybody goes to the Death Star or maybe Cloud City. I'd be fine with either of those if it's as good as this skiff, I mean, or the barge, I should say. Um, Echo Base would be cool. I don't, you know, know if they could, if there's enough there to work with, like a, like the Death Star, but I mean, I, I guess it'll be a place set, but that's pure speculation. I yes. hope it's. I hope it's. But I will say, I hope it's not a Disney era thing. I, I don't know what that would be, but not even ATM six or something. What about that? Uh, What's creation? an ATM six? What about the Last Jedi on 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 the casino planet? There was that. Uh, oh, not the casino. Nothing on the casino. Sail barge. Planet. It wasn't a sail barge. <laughs> it was a. Yeah, I remember the that. luxury cruiser. Yeah. 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 Just repaint the barge. <laughs> Put a different bunch of sails on it. You know. And they made. You know. Yeah. We'd need a lot more figures from The Last Jedi if they did that. Uh, Chris, what do you hope for next? Uh, if I was to get something that I wanted made, it would be a really amazing Bespin freezing chamber. Like, sail barge quality Bespin freezing chambers, what I would love to see personally. I don't think it's going to be that. I don't think we'll probably ever get something like that. But that's what I would love to see. But I would also, if they're not going to put lighting in it, I'll provide access to compartments where you can put in battery packs and and routing place places to route uh, cables to hide uh, would be a really nice inclusion in that for people who want to light stuff. Okay, Ryan, what are you hoping for as far as another HasLab project? What I'm hoping for is Bespin. I've always wanted a Bespin playset, um, <clears throat> but I've kind of looked at it from the standpoint of how they've done this. You know, you have the barge, and then they've got it came with this figure, you know, the act face, and then they're releasing so many figures, re-releasing, you know, again, and coming out with some brand new figures to go along with that, and the playset and the skiff and all that. Like, what else could they do that same kind of thing with? Obviously, a Death Star would make sense. Although it seems to me Hasbro said it's not a de- they're not doing a Death Star or something. I don't know. Uh, I could see Bespin. A lot of those elements would work into that. But the one I really thought might work with that would be a um, a blockade runner, considering that was a vehicle that was in the design stages uh, in the vintage era and was never made. And they've never made an action figure um, blockade runner. Obviously, it wouldn't be full scale, uh, but the katana isn't either. So. Uh, I'd like to see a blockade run. I think it would work with re-release so many figures, come up with a couple new figures. There's some add-ons that you could put with that, whether it be like another ship that could fly along with it in Return of the Jedi or a skate pod or in a Tatooine or something. But um, I, I think that might be the way to go and about the same size, maybe about four feet long. That is actually – I. That is that would be I think a good one. You know, Hasbro always says uh, playsets don't sell, you know, and they do vehicles that are with, you know, Vehicles that are vehicle slash playset. So I could 
I could see that being a reality. That that makes sense. What you're saying. That's a good one. I and told you you were smarter than me. And <laughs> it's it's in what three of the movies? At four, five? How many? It's in a lot of the movies, really. I'd be interested so to see if they four, if they, six, and Rogue One. Yeah, and hey, isn't I, it? Can't you see it in Empire a little bit? Isn't isn't it like? Isn't yeah, there's one, one Empire. It's in the Rebel Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested though if they did something to where you could choose your stickers to where like the red red decals or the blue decals or oh, whatever. Oh, make us buy between, two or three of them. I see. The original trilogy. I see. Yeah. <laughs> got to buy two because, or no, you got to buy three because you got to have the uh, the interiors for all the different movies. It's okay. Uh, yeah. oh, that would be evil, kind of. In a good way, though, right? For them. <laughs> Amy, if you could pick a new HasLab project, what would you go with? What do you think I might want to go with? Oh, a village of some sort? <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling it probably... Yeah, super uber deluxe Ewok village with, you know, working fire pits, rotating um, uh, roasting spits, and, uh, you know, pits. kitchen. Let's see, the Ewoks need a, a like... A tree to, with bunks. Uh, I don't know. And a bunker. Bunker. The story yeah. time room uh, tree. What, what, what's in the kitchen? Pieces of Stormtrooper? I don't know. Well, I mean, the Lego Ewok Village they did, they yeah, had a they kitchen yeah. in one of them. So yeah. you know, the, the bar has been raised. It's time for Hasbro to exceed uh, the Lego bar. So I'm sure they can do that. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd be in for that. Uh, Earl, if you could pick the next HasLab project, what would you go with? Uh, my preference would be Jabba's Palace to go with the barge, of course. Had to be two levels, so you have nice Rancor space, and then you could do the droid torture center, and maybe above that the, the, the cells for Han and Chewie, and uh, I think that would work out really well. Okay, that would be cool. I would be in on all of these. My personal pick would be the Bespin... Uh, Best spin. I don't know, just the freeze chamber or the freeze chamber, maybe a few, a little few extras. Um, but all of your suggestions, I think, would be good, and I would back any of them. So that's where I stand. And with that, I think we are going to wrap up the show. I'd like to thank everyone for joining me tonight. Our good friend Ryan. Hey, good to be back. Uh, lots of fun talking about all this stuff, even though. All the celebration stuff is, you know, I'm kind of quiet on yet, so. Yeah. From this weekend, Star Wars, Matt Fox. Always a pleasure. Can't wait for the next show. Emperor's Royal Guard Collector Extraordinaire, Chris Moorhead. Me again, it was a great time talking to the barge and uh, sneaking in some Royal Guard content. And Amy, are you doing a blog this year for the swag stuff as you've done Funny before? Yeah, funny you mentioned that. I'm going to be doing the first post on the Star Wars Collector's Archive blog. Uh, probably, I'm hoping tonight to finish it. So it'll be a two-parter. And there'll be some pretty good information there on a couple announcements that some people wanted to make. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, and that should then, that'll probably be going up as this show is getting released. And what is the, uh, what's the web address on that? Just so anyone who wants to look at it can I get there. Uh, well, you can Google it. I don't know the exact address, but it's blog, uh, S-W-C-A, Star Wars Collector's Archive blog. Okay, cool. And joining us from Sarlacc, first time on the show, Earl, thanks yeah, for being part good. of the show tonight. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. I will have to come up with a, a better tagline. <laughs> we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for Galaxy of Toys, this is Jason saying goodnight, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.